Mission Control, we are go for spitballing. Three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome to the Spitballing with Econ Elite Podcast. Spending time dropping knowledge from luxury locations all around the world. It's seven-figure entrepreneurs, Todd Snidely and Chris Keith, with the inside scoop on how to really obtain freedom through e-commerce. Get ready to learn how to make money online with your hosts, Todd and Chris. So, let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's Todd. And I was going to say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, but to be honest with you, I'm a little confused (laughs) about what it is because I'm standing here in my uh, hotel suite in Yiwu, China, having arrived uh, late yesterday and only just now figuring out the time (laughs) difference. I believe I have figured out that I am 12 hours ahead of... uh, everybody on the East Coast. So it's around 6.30 in the morning here in China, which means it's 6.30 in the evening yesterday back home in Michigan. So that took me a hot minute to figure out and just slightly disoriented because I'm trying to get on the China uh, time schedule, if you will, for this week that uh, Chris and I are out here so that I can, uh, you know, function uh, the best I can. But it's still, I can't begin to tell you how strange it is. <laughs> and uh, the, the host, uh, even though we're, uh, Ecom Elite is kind of a co-host of this event out here in Yiwu, which is a, uh, a sourcing event for products, um, I just want to, you know, say thank you to Elena Saris for uh, putting us up in such a beautiful suite in the uh, downtown Marriott uh, in Yiwu, right across from the uh, from the uh, marketplace, uh, which uh, apparently Yiwu is the world leader in small commodity items, which which is why we're here. We're going to uh, do some meet and greets and uh, go out tomorrow and begin the sourcing, uh, finding uh, specific products that that we want to purchase directly from these factories here in in China. So anyway, enough on that. What I want to do is, is circle back to what I was talking about in uh, podcast number 10, which was, you know, I was had to become a successful in my mind in the real estate business. Uh, and mostly it was just, you know, buying these uh, single family homes and these apartment buildings with little to no money down, thanks to the advanced techniques taught to me by the late, great uh, Albert J. Lowry, who I still, you know, fondly think of on a regular basis, was very sad to hear of his passing not too long ago. And uh, he he was truly one of my first mentors that uh, that I learned a lot from. And and what I one of the things that I learned from him is that you can read all of the books that are out there. You can go through all kinds of prepared training. But to be able to have access uh, one-on-one to somebody that has done what you want to do, is it's just priceless. The things that he was able to teach me uh, for where I was in that process to get me to where I wanted to be, you know, I can't thank him enough for that. And uh, he did something for me I haven't even told you about yet, but I'm going to uh, try to get to it in this 
in this podcast. Uh, as I mentioned at the end of number 10, you know, I had uh, cranked up to 97 single-family homes, three apartment buildings, and was starting to feel a little bit like it was it was becoming more of a job. You know, I, uh, the true the true measure of success in my mind is really the one of freedom. Who controls your time? Is it the events of your day or is it you yourself? And in that particular job, I was, and then you see, I just used the word job and it was my company. You know, in that particular venture, I was finding that, you know, I was becoming a slave to the, uh, the income producing vehicle itself. And I didn't like that feeling. I, I was, again, incredibly thankful for the success uh, and the income and, and what it allowed me to do. But at the same time, you know, my, just the way I was wired is I, I wanted to follow the money. I like doing deals. I like um, working on projects to get something from step one to step 10. I enjoy being creative in, in the marketing side of those projects. Once they're launched and off and running, I, I find that's kind of where I want to step off, hand it off to somebody else to manage, and I want to get on to the next creative project. And that's kind of what happened. You know, now, now I had some money, I had uh, some experience, and opportunities were, were beginning to present themselves, and I was trying to, to sort them out. So about 2 o'clock in the morning uh, one, one night, you know, uh, I was laying in bed with my wife. She was fast asleep. I just finished watching the 11 o'clock news and then the Tonight Show. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out, okay, at what point am I tired enough to go to sleep when this television commercial came on. And the television commercial, um, not to give you too vivid of an image, but it was one of those TV commercials where they have one of those, you know, soft speaking, sexy women telling you how they're going to, you know, blow in your ear and talk nice to you for, for three bucks a minute. <laughs> it was a 900 number. And I'd never seen a 900 number before. Now you got to remember, this is now back in 1988 or 89, right around there. And, you know, what was interesting is I'd never seen a commercial like that either. But the first thought that went through my mind, no, it wasn't to pick up the phone and call the number. <laughs> the first thought that went through my mind was, who gets that $3 a minute? I thought that was fascinating. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are going to call. They're going to be charged $3 a minute in some fashion, and somebody's getting that money. So the very next day, I began my trek to figure out the 900 number business, not because I wanted to run programs where women would blow in your ear and, and say dirty things to you. I never did that. Um, but because I wanted to figure out how to utilize that marketing technology, that billing technology for other types of programs. Well, what I discovered back in 1989 is that it was very difficult <laughs> to get information on the 900 number business. It was kind of a fairly a new thing. And it was very, very expensive. Like if you would call the phone company directly, you would find out, you know, they would, you don't want to sell you a, a certain kind of line, you, you know, you'd have to have certain kind of equipment. And it was just tens and tens of thousands of dollars. Plus, you had to have somebody 
to set it all up that knew what they were doing from a programming standpoint, which wasn't me. <laughs> well, through that investigation, I found that there existed something called a service bureau. And a service bureau basically was a company that had set up you know, uh, to, to uh, handle all the 900 number technology, but was also willing to kind of, um, you know, sell you a 900 number and manage it on their equipment. And, and in order uh, for doing that, if I remember right, I probably paid $2,500 for that first 900 number. Uh, but to put it on their equipment and keep it there, they took 15 cents a minute of that uh, of whatever you were charging that was just their traffic fee and that was really how they made their money it was just it was if you think of how those inkjet printers are they almost give the printer to you but the, the ink's a hundred bucks and it runs out every 30 minutes <laughs> okay well this was the same kind of thing they were counting on you to generate traffic and they were making their money on the back end on that 15 cents a minute um, now, there are other charges, and I'm, this is not a seminar on how to do 900 numbers because <laughs> you'd have to, we'd have to get in a time machine for any of it to be relevant anymore. But uh, truly, you know, uh, just know that roughly out of $3 a minute, I think we were netting close to 220 I want to say, something like that. So you got to keep the vast majority of the funds. And then after that, it was all just marketing and driving traffic, you know, through through any mechanism that you wanted to do. And, and uh, so in any event, once I figured out that this was cool enough and had enough potential, I'm still running my real estate business, I launched my very first 900 number program. And uh, the very first program I ever ran was uh, information on how to get a job with the federal government. And um, it was very difficult back then for people to get everything they needed. Remember, the Internet was still in its infancy. So, uh, and again, not to bore you and not to make this a um, seminar on 900 numbers, you know, I just want to give you a flavor for, for the thought process. Once I figured out how to get one of these 900 numbers and get it set up and actually working, it, it really was nothing more than, than a fancy voicemail system. I mean, 800 numbers were also coming out. It had been out for a little bit, you know, at, at the time. And those were nothing but voicemail systems, all right? So, um, basically, someone would call uh, the 900 number and hear a recording or talk to somebody uh, live, and that's a whole nother, uh, that's a whole nother subject. But... Uh, we put together a program where we went to the a federal government printing office, found out that the, the same job application was used for every single federal job, and it was made available to us for free. And they also had this very nice book uh, published by the federal government and printed by the, the federal government printing office out of Pueblo, Colorado, that was also available for free. And I mean, this thing was like 90 pages long. And so... You know, I called them up and I said, you know, I want to get some application forms and I want to get some of these books. And they're like, how many do you want of each? And I said, well, how much are they? And they said, well, they're both free. And I said, oh, okay, give me a thousand of each. So, you know, they sent these big heavy boxes <laughs> of these government publications to my uh, office. Um, I had a small office that I was doing the real estate business out of. And when those arrived, uh, I went ahead and... Uh, Found, went to a professional recording studio and had the script made and recorded that people would hear when they called the 900 number. And then I went to the local cable company 
and I said, I need a TV commercial made, you know, using stock footage and uh, somebody, you know, is there somebody in the station that can do the voiceover? And uh, it was it was quite a learning process. But let me just sum it up by saying that going to the local TV stations and having that TV commercial made cost me $200. From start to finish, it probably took three hours. They made it all with stock footage and a voiceover. And then at the end, it gave them, you know, it basically said, you know, well, the whole commercial was the federal government's hiring. There's, you know, tens of thousands of these jobs in all these different areas. But in order to um, find out about these jobs, you need to be able to know how to apply. So when you call this 900 number, uh, the cost of the call is $24.95. But for, uh, but for the cost of this information, we're going to send you absolutely free a federal job application along with this book on how to apply and find out exactly which jobs are are always available and so that whole package was $24.95 and it didn't matter if they were on the phone five seconds or or the whole minute you know basically at the end of the minute they were told to leave their their uh, name and address and we would mail that package out so everybody that called got billed $24.95 flat rate showed up right on their phone bill and the telephone company collected that money for us took out their long distance fee was I think 12 cents a minute took out their 10% billing fee so that'd be two dollars and what uh, uh, 49 cents and then we paid fifth to 15 cents a minute to the transport company and I might be forgetting a fee or two in there taxes and and whatnot but the bottom line is out of that 2495 you know we ended up with close to twenty dollars per call and the fulfillment materials were free we basically put it out in media mail so for like less than two dollars we're fulfilling that product so that was our very first 900 number program and I remember uh, once I had the commercial made I went over to the local the exact same local TV channel that uh, I had seen them the very first 900 number commercial on uh, that you know lady wanting to blow into my ear talk nice to me for three bucks a minute I went right to them it was channel 50 WKBD in Detroit Michigan and I walked in and, and said I want to buy some advertising and they, you know, basically got me hooked up with a sales rep and he taught me about remnant space and, and uh, rotating slots. And the bottom line was, I believe I ended up paying $20 for every time that commercial ran. It was a 60 second commercial. Uh, $20 every time it ran from the midnight to 4 a.m. slot. And I bought a package, and I can't, you know, sitting here now, I can't remember how many ads, but I don't think I spent but a, a couple thousand dollars, right? So maybe the ad ran a hundred times in a week, basically, something like that. And so the very first night it was scheduled to run, I was so excited. Wife was still asleep next to me in bed. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm waiting. Okay, I watched the news. I've watched The Tonight Show. And here we go, you know, it's 11.30, or now it's 12 o'clock or 12.30 or something like that. And I'm, now I'm just waiting for the commercials to come on. And it didn't take long. Very first commercial of mine ever ran on TV. I was so excited. So the way it, the way it works is uh, with these 900 numbers, you have a backdoor number that you can call and get what's called a 
call count. So I, you know, I basically call into the computer and it says, you know, you have, you know, X number of calls for X number of minutes. And that was called a call count. And you guys know how, like, sometimes you, you'll rapidly refresh your screen, like on Seller Central or other places, to see how many sales you've had? Okay, that's the equivalent of it back in 1989 <laughs> with my call counts. I was calling in, like, you know, every five minutes, you know, to get a call count. And what was really funny was the ad ran. And I'm like, okay, be cool, be cool. People have to call, they have to listen. The ad just ran once, you know, give it a chance. So, you know, two minutes after the, <laughs> after the ad ran, <laughs> I'm in there. And it basically said, you've received three calls. And I'm like, wow, that's $75, you know, or roughly $60 for me in my pocket, minus the cost of the ad. I said, that's pretty cool. Well, the ads continued to run. I was up almost all night <laughs> waiting for my ads to run. I continued to get the, my call counts. And long story short, by the end of the week, I had made $17,000 in one week in profit on that first program. So needless to say, I went immediately into scale mode. You know, how many other places could I run this ad? I was running it on national channels, WGN out of Chicago, 26 million cable subscribers. I was running it on the preview channel. Uh, I mean, there, there, I was buying ads for one and a half cent each. You heard me right, one and a half cents each on the preview channel which is nothing more than that scrolling TV guy channel. I did radio ads. I did print ads. I did uh, all kinds of things. And it, all right, so anyway, I developed then my second program, my third program. By my third program, I, you know, I'm sitting my wife down, and I'm saying, honey, I said, we need to, we need to do this full time. We need to get out of real estate you know, and just do this 900 number thing. That, that's what I want to do. Um, and she's like, okay, figure it out. You know, she was always 100% behind me. And after I had ran a few successful programs, my, my thought immediately went to what Dr. Lowry had been doing. You know, buying his real estate successfully and then making a training program. And I'd always wondered, you know, I'd always, and other people had told me too, you know, the people selling these training programs, they're the ones that can't actually make it, you know, with what they're teaching. They have to sell. The, that's how they make their money, selling the training program. And that kind of soured my mind for a little bit on, on, you know, I hate using the word guru, but let's just say paid training. And obviously it wasn't true with Lowry because I knew. I was, I was working with him on his properties. I was buying and selling properties for him. I was doing it myself. I was, so I knew that with the proper training, you know, you can be successful with what you're talking about, and still have a training program, right? And, and I started to see all the benefits of having a training program. One, I like traveling. I would be able to travel anywhere I wanted, just like Dr. Lowry, enjoy the benefits of that city, whether it was Las Vegas or Miami or Seattle. I mean, it, it just seemed like it'd be fun to me. Plus, it's another income stream. You can use that money to subsidize your underlying business. So I decided right then and there, after my third successful program in a row, 
that I was going to create a 900 number training program. And I called it How to Become Financially Independent Through the Use of 900 Numbers. You know, as you can tell, I suck at naming stuff. <laughs> so I, I wrote out the program. Um, I, uh, back then we made, we had cassette tapes. <laughs> we didn't have CDs or DVDs or MP3s or MP4s or streaming or nothing like that. Man, it was cassette tapes. And it was literally going into the studio and recording, I believe it was 12 hours. It could have been, it could have been longer, but I want to say it was at least 12 hours on these cassette tapes. It was, uh, two, uh, 200-page books, I think. There were some other materials. But the really um, great thing is I had made a deal with the Service Bureau to be able to sell um, extensions on a 900 number. So everybody would have that bought my training program would have the same 900 number, and it was a good number. And then their specific program would have an extension. So basically you call the 900 number, and it says enter your extension now, and you had to pull the extension off of the marketing, whether it was TV, radio, print, or whatever, and they would enter their three-digit extension, extension 100 or whatever, and then they would hear the specific program that they were calling about. And so I was selling my 900 number training program with uh, 10 900 number extensions so that they could either run 10 programs or test the marketing on... Uh, one program with 10 different extensions. All right, so now I have my training program. My, my own programs are doing great. I'm continuing to create those. And now it's time to go out into the world and introduce people to my life-changing training program. Um, yeah, that didn't go so well. <laughs> I'll I'll never forget. I was just kind of like, oh, how hard could it be? You know, I put ads in the local Detroit papers. I rented a, a ballroom in a nice hotel in the Detroit area. And I showed up and I would just figure I would just tell the hundreds of people that were there about my program. And uh, I was selling it for $250. Uh, and they would rush to the back of the room and, and buy my program. And boom a bing it would all be good yeah that didn't happen <laughs> i remember setting that room for 250 people and having 12 people show up you heard me right 12 and guess what they didn't sit all right next to each other <laughs> they were as spread out as you can imagine i walked in i mean i was watching from aside and seeing it's okay it's like one minute to showtime and where is everybody well I went in there and I gave it my all and I sold two programs for $250 now I lost my butt on the advertising and the cost of the room but two people out of those 12 saw something in that opportunity and I, I'm like okay I'm going to try it again so I figured maybe I'll go you know 60 miles to the west to the capital of Michigan, Lansing, and I'll, I'll do one there. I did one there, and six people showed up, but I sold a program. Well, maybe I need to go further west, so I went to Grand Rapids, and again, I had like eight or nine people show up. And I'm talking about, I'm spending like $1,000 in, in newspaper ads, 
you know, 500 bucks to rent the, the uh, banquet room at the hotel and the travel and everything. And it just wasn't working. So I said to myself, maybe I need to go way west. So I went to San Diego. <laughs> My wife and I, we took a trip to San Diego and we did a seminar and we actually broke even. And I'm like, hmm, okay, well, let's go up to Seattle. That was our next one. We said, let's try Seattle. And now remember, there's no rhyme nor reason to any of this. I'm just like, well, if we're, gonna, if we're just going to kind of plunk along, let's just go see parts, nice parts of the country. So we went to Seattle, did the seminar, and broke even again. And I'm sitting, uh, now Pat, I'm trying to think. I don't, for some reason, I don't think Patty came with me to Seattle. So I was like by myself. Because I remember sitting in the hotel room, you know, after my presentation. It was Sunday afternoon, and I was about to get on my plane in, in three or four hours to come home. And I remember sitting there and thinking, what am I doing wrong? And I, I, th I thought, I said, you know what? The one person that could tell me would be Dr. Al Lowry. So I picked up the phone and I called Al and I explained to him what I'd done. He didn't know I had a training program. He didn't know I was in the 900 number business. And he was a, a little bit admonishing to me along the lines of, why didn't you ask for help sooner? <laughs> now imagine, I'm like, I'm... You know, I have this incredible resource, and I and it, it dawned on me I wasn't taking advantage of it. And not that I would ever take advantage of Dr. Lowry. The fact of the matter is, he he had always invited me to call him, and to and to uh, spitball with him and brainstorm, and and I, I I just was so sensitive about taking up his time. I I never really did, every now and then, but not on this nine hundred number thing. It had nothing to do with real estate. But all, all of a sudden, I realized that we were in the same business all of a sudden. We're, we're doing seminars, live seminars around the country. Well, he said to me, he said, where are you? I said, I'm in Seattle. He goes, oh, he goes, that's amazing. He said, um, you know, Nancy and I are coming out next, next week to do Seattle. He said, so this is what I want you to do. Grab a piece of paper and a pen. You know, put your ads in these newspapers, in these sections, on these days, um, set up these specific hotels on these days at these times. This is going to be your advertising budget. He goes, get all of that set up, and we'll meet you out there, you know, next next Wednesday. I mean, just like it's Sunday. He goes, we'll meet you out there Wednesday. He goes, get to work, get those ads placed, get them running. And I'm like, ah, I just did Seattle, Al. I mean, it you know, it didn't work. He says, trust me. He says, this will be completely different if you do everything I'm telling you to do. The man had every city wired for how to be successful, you know, advertising a, a live seminar. So I did everything he said. I, I think I flew back home for a couple of days, you know, and then flew back out, met Nancy and Al um, on Wednesday, right before our first presentations. And, you know, he was in... Uh, different hotels than I was. I mean, we set up our schedules. But we set it up so that on the last day, which this time was going to be a Saturday and not a Sunday, we were doing our presentations together, uh, one after the other. And so throughout the week at his presentations, he was talking up the fact that, you know, the, you know there's another man in town that you might want to go see. And he gave him the rest of, you know, my schedule for the week. And I was doing the same thing for him. 
And then on the very last day, we were together in the same ballroom. And what was really interesting is when we were doing these presentations, basically what would happen is, you know, we were doing them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I think I think even twice on Friday, once in the afternoon and once in the evening. Um, we would see the same people showing up. Uh, not all the same people, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. In the in the crowd, we say, "Oh yeah, I saw those like ten people on Wednesday, and now they're back." And that would happen throughout the course of the week, so that by the time Saturday ran around, eighty percent of your audience had already seen your presentation. And what had happened? You know, they went and talked to their spouse or significant other, or got their money together, whatever they needed to do, and they were there to buy. If you saw them there on Saturday, they were there to buy. So I had my most successful week ever in that seminar business uh, on that Saturday. And and it was all because of the training, the one-on-one that Al Lowry had given me. So at that point, you know, it completely turned my mindset around to how valuable it could be to invest in that type of training. And even, you know, one thing that I keep hearing from Russell Brunson is that, you know, you can either work your way to success or your shortcut is to buy your way in. And that's why these people pay 10000 and 15000 and $25,000 for these masterminds because they're buying their way in. They don't want to spend the time. You know, uh, they want the shortcut. And so if you're dealing with the right, with the right mentor, you know, you're going to get the value for the 10000 or the 15000 Al Lowry gave me that value for free. And I don't, to this day, I don't know why he took the time and energy to invest in me like that, other than the fact that he was truly a special person, him and Nancy. I'll, I'll just never forget those two. So, um, so the takeaway here right now, you know, is, is the value of the mentoring, you know, the information. And, you know, once you've gotten to know to know somebody and can trust in their training and get an idea of why they're doing it and know that they're successful in the underlying venture, right? Why would you pay somebody a, a big scat of money when they're not even doing what they want to train you on? It's just crazy. But, um, you know, it, it, my total mindset changed on that. We were able to then go um, city after city and make an average of 50 thousand dollars a week oh that's the other thing l taught me he basically said you know i was selling myself short he looked at my program and he said todd you're selling this program for 250 dollars it's an amazing program you need it immediately need to bump that up to a thousand bucks and i said to them well how about this it's about 900 numbers how about i charge 900 and he goes yeah do that do that and and we not only sold more but obviously we we made a lot more Fifty thousand dollars a week on average to do, you know, uh, an, an average city, and uh, I've got a thousand stories I could tell about this, but I don't want to make this about that. Um, I'll, I'll talk more about uh, the nine hundred number business, how I um, how I got myself uh, transitioned out of the real estate and grew the nine hundred number business to just a multi million dollar a year business. Uh, back in the uh, early 90s on, uh, on the next podcast. Thanks.